This is the weakest NBA season we've seen in an extremely long period of time. We've, well, I guess I would put in parentheses or in the quotation marks, seen, because you don't watch the NBA. I've seen the highlights. Oh. I participate in the chatter. No, okay. I don't watch the games. There's nothing interesting you about the games to me. participate in the chatter? What chatter is that? So you don't watch the games, then you participate in the chatter? That's correct. That's ultimate internet troll. Like, oh, well, I saw the highlights. He did this. Let me talk about it as if I watch the game. I read about it. I watch, I've seen, I watch highlights. I think that all counts. Armchair quarterback. Absolutely. Can you tell me? Okay. Le- this will be the proof. All right. Get on ESPN on NBA. And le- let me see if you can. You might prove me completely wrong. But I'm predicting you will be wrong. Okay. Okay. What am I being wrong about? I don't know. About, uh, <laughs> well, I would hope that about, you would know. About different, about different stats. You know? Okay. Let's see. Who is the uh, leading scorer in the NBA this year? It's James Harden. Okay. Who is the leading uh, assist person in the NBA this year? Oh, boy. Leading assist person? I don't know. Uh, who is it? John Wall. Oh, okay, for Washington. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You said the Washington Bullets, though. So <laughs> No, I did not. <laughs> Thank you. How about rebounds? Leading rebounder? I assume Dwight Howard, but I'm probably wrong. Dwight Howard's not even in the top five. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Who's, who, who is it? So uh, you're wrong! Is it yeah. Gasol? Who is it? DeAndre Jordan, man. Oh, Clippers, shoot. Okay. Which, who, you know, was supposed to be your adopted L.A. team, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, but I'm, they're not interesting to me either this year. <laughs> who leads the, the league in blocks? Who leads the league in blocks? I'll say also DeAndre Jordan. No, it's Anthony Davis for New Orleans. Oh, of course it is. Hello. Yeah, of course. Hmm. If you, here's who leads the, the league in steals? If I thought about any of this. Um, Wrong. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, Stephen Curry. Nobody cares about steals, whatever. Yeah, I do. You, then why did you have to look all these stats up in order to question me? I didn't look them up. I'm, I did, I'm not the one claiming that I know everything about the NBA. <laughs> You're claiming that you know all these I watch things more games that than you, you were do. looking up when you asked me. I want it to be official. Fair enough. Yeah. That is funny, though. This is Ray is Wrong Tuesday. That's what this I'm saying. It's not Ray is Wrong Tuesday. Totally. How dare you? This NBA season has been dreadful. I assume, and I haven't looked at it. I make assumptions I assume, based on things. I assume. Thank you. I assume that the NBA ratings are down this year because all of the are powerhouse also, teams are in the toilet. So you watch all the Center. superstars are gone. Super. What do you mean? There are new superstars. Stephen Curry is a superstar. Stephen Curry James is Harden an up and coming superstar. They just King started pushing last James year. James Harden, superstar. King James is a superstar, but he's been struggling this year. And now Kyrie Irving's out for Cleveland for an indefinite amount of time. Which King James are you talking about, though? I'm going to J- J- King James Harden. Oh, okay. Who's going to be Struggling. boosted by the fact that Kyrie Irving is out for the other LeBron James. Hmm. Because LeBron James is still third in the NBA in scoring. I'm, no, I'm saying right now the Cleveland Cavaliers are down, and he started to pull it around the last couple weeks, but he had not been exactly a huge factor earlier in the season. He can't even get himself in the top three in his own conference. In what? In a total wins. You know, that thing that matters. Uh, I believe, you know, it always happens with teams when they have guys come over and they have a big switch and a bunch of different players, it takes them a while to adjust. Well, the Cleveland Cavaliers can't afford that because they only have Kevin Love rented for one season, and he's already said he's bolting for L.A. next year. Uh, I'm saying that they're going to still be in the finals this year in the NBA finals. Well, I predicted that, but I don't see any reason not to believe it, and that's with but you them just being said, a you just said, Why can't they even get into the top three? But then you're also saying that they're going to be in the finals? This is my... In- well, Wrong! I'm gonna, I, Ray I, is wrong Tuesday! How dare you? 
I would so look look at the stats right now, okay? We look at the, the standings in the Eastern Conference. For example, the Atlanta Hawks have one of the best records in the NBA as the one seed. They're nine and a half up on the second place team right now. The do you really see the Atlanta Hawks? Anybody giving two craps about the Atlanta Hawks and yeah. what the great things they're doing uh, down there? Everybody in the dirty south. Great. The Toronto Raptors are the two seed right now. Do you really see Toronto mania coming off? They care more about the Argos. And I'm talking about basketball fans care more about the Argos than the Raptors. And then we've got the Chicago Bulls minus Derrick Rose, who's got the knees of a 90-year-old man. Well, he's out right now. He's out for another, what, 10 weeks or something? Yeah. He's out for, he might be out the rest of the season. And then you go down the list. You have John Wall in Washington's fantastic is the five seed. Cleveland's the four. Milwaukee Bucks is the Nobody cares about any of these teams. The only team anybody cares about is Chicago Bulls, who are minus their most important and most interesting player, and the Cleveland Cavaliers, who probably are going to go to the NBA Finals just because nobody else is going to get the breaks in the postseason that LeBron James is going to see. If you switch that over to the West, the Golden State Warriors, people are finally starting to get behind this team. They got the push in the playoffs last year, the media push that yeah. makes people care about you. They Stephon, have the nickname. They have the two players with the nickname. Well, Stephon Curry, we call him Chicken Curry. No, what is the nickname of the, two, of the two guys on the team? Him oh, and Clay Thompson, no... the Splash Brothers. Is that what people call Man, them? What is wrong with See, you? They, do, do not they, watch the do NBA. They, do they throw grenades beforehand to create splash oh, damage? Is that what they're doing? See. Golden State Warriors, I mean, are finally starting to get some pub, but I don't think it's like full steamroller yet. Like you haven't got the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis Grizzlies is a team that gets to the NBA playoffs, plays a really, really hard series against a team like the Spurs, and then ends up losing in six or seven games every single time. And oftentimes the team that beats Memphis loses in the next round because it takes so much energy. There is so to get much out. drama in the West, dude. You don't even know because Oklahoma City was out of the playoffs uh, up until like last week. And now Correct. they're now one the, game up right now. Yeah, now they're back in. And that, that is a dangerous team to play in the first round of the playoffs because they've been in the finals. That's because a lot of their players have been hurt and off yeah. and coming back. And Kevin Durant's hurt. This is my other that thing. That makes a great season, right? That makes interesting playoffs. You have the young bucks over in Golden State. I mean, can they get over the hump? Who knows? They, they they need more size in the middle is what I think. So what happens when the uh, if, if the season was to end today? Golden State plays Oklahoma City in the first round of the playoffs. That's the best. That is the best first round playoff game we've seen maybe ever in the history of the of I would the say NBA. going back to when the Seattle and Denver series from like 20 years ago with the Kembe Mutombo when they won in five games as the eight seed. That was maybe the best 1-8 I've ever seen. Okay. I'll watch all 1-8, 2-7, Memphis versus San Antonio. So San Antonio knocks Memphis out. That, it happens gonna, every year. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's a great series. Memphis it, is physical, and they will beat San Francisco, the San uh, Antonio down. They'll beat them up. And if they were in San Francisco, they'd beat them too. They would, probably. Uh, how about the 3-6? Houston versus Dallas in state first round? Are you kidding me? We love. We and thought Houston was going to be good last year, and I don't, I don't. And then four versus five, Portland? Nobody Damian cares about Lillard. Portland. Oh, people Nobody. love Portland. Here's the problem. The teams that people care about are the teams that haven't proven themselves to win anything. Oklahoma Damian City Lillard and Portland. Damian Lillard is a superstar now, and people love Damian Lillard. He is a superstar now, but again, I don't think the peop the media machine is behind him. We still talk about Kobe every single day here, you're only and that's say a bottom five you're team. You're saying that because you don't watch the NBA. I would that's say right now I'm not watching that. the NBA because they haven't made me interested to watch I, the NBA. I, you know what I really think we should do right now? I think we should switch over to talking about like uh, NASCAR because I believe you'll have just as much knowledge of NASCAR hey, as you do about the NBA. Jeff Gordon's retiring at the end of the year. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Woo! I hear there's an Earnhardt still racing. That Danica Patrick, nice gams. <laughs> <laughs> what became 1920s reporters? <laughs> yeah. What is happening? <laughs> 
No, I would say that the NBA is in a quandary right now because they've spent the last 20 years only giving a crap about six teams. The Lakers, the Celtics, the Bulls, the Knicks, and then they, they rotate in two other teams. It was the Miami Heat and the San Antonio Spurs for a while. Now they've rotated off the Heat because nobody cares about the Heat anymore, so now it's well, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And what I would say and is, none of those teams are successful right now. What I would now. say has finally happened is they changed some of the things about how you can build teams with the salary cap, and now that's finally kind of making it uh, more even now. We're I guess my issue is, while we're seeing parity in the regular season, when we come see playoff t- times, it's the same teams and the same players still. Again, that's why I have no problem saying San Antonio is a seven, knocks out Memphis as the two. I can see San Antonio in the finals this year, playing against Cleveland. Then what's changed? We saw LeBron against San Antonio last year in the finals. Any amount of money that San Antonio does not make the finals this year. We'll see. We might have to make bet well, series make by bet. series. Let's make a bet right now. I'm not taking your versus what? the field well, bet. Well, of course you're you not. always make of course, Brent of course, because those are terrible bets. Of course bets. you're not making the bet because you know that you are wrong and you haven't watched a single minute of a live NBA game. When we're sitting here in a few mu- in about 10 months when the NBA final starts <laughs> and we're seeing San Antonio in the finals, I will bring up this conversation and I will accept your on-air apology. Oh, yeah. Well, I won't make a bet, but then I'll say when they happen. Okay, Skip Bayless. We'll make a bet series by series, but I'm not just going to take the field. <laughs> I'm not going to say, oh, Brent, Fine. I'll take one team out of 15 if in the you're West. Gonna make a bet, that means you're going to lose three bets. You lose three different times. No, or win three separate times. Yeah, that's three uh, that's, victories yeah, over you. I'm taking them all. Uh, yeah, okay. I want oh, that's fine. Deal. That's fine. Let's do that then, right? Parlay this. That makes much more sense. Totally. <laughs> hey, everybody. You've made it, unlike us, <laughs> to episode 83 of Raisin Brent. And you're Brent. And you're not. Well, that was the wrong time to say that, Ray. That was I'll the just... right time to Ray say Ray is it. wrong Tuesday. Wait. Here's the right time. You uh, Welcome to Raisin Brass. Bra- God dang it. Man, what is wrong you with you? You wait till I lean you back and then you dive into the microphone. Well, why are you leaning back? Because it was the, I already did it. There's mm. no reason to say it again. Interesting. Well, we're supposed to say it together. Yes, we are. Okay, you ready? Yes. Episode, is it 83? 83. 83 of Raisin <laughs> What are you doing? I refuse to say it. Because you don't watch the NBA. Oh You're wrong. I don't, make, Ray is wrong Tuesday. If the NBA gave me a product worth watching, I would watch more of it. And I would say you can't say that's not worth watching if you don't watch it because you don't know what the I'll believe is. that this is all good to go when I see Portland versus Atlanta in the finals. There is a 0% chance that happens because neither of those teams is going to sniff the finals, despite the fact they're both fantastic teams. Okay. It's going to be two diehard old school teams dramatically winning out over the Young Bucks once again. Dramatic old school teams like the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's, uh, that's we're talking about LeBron. That's maybe the dumbest thing you've said. And in... uh, Cleveland's been to uh, a finals more recently than Golden State has. Okay, then Houston has. Yeah, you're talking about LeBron. You said old school teams. What are the old school teams that are going to make a run in the East? In the East, Atlanta. No, they're no. Not, no. Toronto. No. no. Bulls. Probably maybe. not. Cleveland. That's not an old school team. Washington. No. Well, Milwaukee, Cleveland has LeBron, no. which therefore okay. makes them an old guard so, team. So uh, Miami, they won some championships. So you clearly, you, no. what you're saying is, you said an old school team's going to make it to the finals. So Miami's in the finals. We both think Cleveland's going to make the finals. So I don't even know what you're arguing about here. They may not. It might be Atlanta. I just don't see it. I don't see them getting any any anything but a raw Atlanta's deal. Twenty seven and four at home. They're amazing this year. Nobody cares. People in Atlanta don't care about the Atlanta Hawks. They still think they play at the Omni. And that's where they show up. Do you also want to talk about, let's talk about um, Designing Women. Do you watch that show? No? no okay, let's talk about it then. Well, I would have to say. Well, you have to watch some highlights first. Well, you know, you can always catch up on Netflix first. and yeah. then. In any case, we have a lot of good stuff we're going to talk about. Unlike the NBA, which is such garbage, mm-hmm. 
You don't care about the NBA. You don't watch the NBA. Sure I do. You probably watch more NFL Combine than you watched NBA this year. Well, that's because the NFL Combine is amazing. Okay, thank you. For, when the NFL people running in short shorts is more interesting than a full league in the prime of its season. They don't wear short shorts anymore, right? See, you haven't watched since the ABA days. You haven't even watched an NBA season because they don't wear the short shorts anymore. I'm talking about the Combine. The Combine? They don't wear short shorts either. It's more wind resistant. They wear tight shorts. Yeah! (laughs) Gracious. We also got to talk about our favorite shows, Better Call Saul, Walking Dead, and then, you know, we'll throw in a couple other topics as well, because that's what we do here. Did you just watch the highlights? Did you watch The Soup, and then you saw what the highlights are? Oh, I only watch Talking Dead, so I don't need to watch Walking Dead. Makes sense. They don't focus on the important characters anymore. Yeah. No, that's a lie. I watch every episode of The Walking Dead, because that's at least worth my time. Is it? It was this week. Yeah, it was. Well, let's get into it all. After three seconds of Billy Joel. You may be right. I may be crazy. Help! Five guesses. Well, you probably do it in five guesses, but you might Five not. guesses. Who do you think? Who did the Eagles just trade to the Bills? Michael Vick. Incorrect. Four guesses left. Was he still on their team? Who would they be willing to trade to the Bills? I mean, I guess that's what you got to think about, you know? All right, I'll just ask one question. Good player. Offense or defense? Well, that's that's cheating, right? He's one of those two. He's well, not special teams. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of the players that are on there. Oh, is it Riley Cooper? It's not Riley Cooper. Okay. Because I would be, I mean, I couldn't believe, but well. I would say he, you believe he'd be traded. Maybe he needs to change scenery. There's a lot though. of white people in Buffalo. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> or snow makes you look even more white or something. Gracious. You know? uh, I can't think of a single defensive player for the Eagles right now. So I'm just going to completely punt that side of the ball. It's not going to be LaShawn McCoy. Right, except it is. LaShawn McCoy no, they didn't. getting straight to the Bills. No way. Get out of here. Eagles. What? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, they just announced CJ Spiller was already said he's not coming back under any circumstances. Wow, what are they going to give them for LaShawn McCoy? You're missing the most important Kelly part. Kelly must really not like Sean McCoy. The most important. Who am I supposed to keep on my fantasy team next year? Oh, well. This I, is the biggest problem. you still got to keep LaShawn McCoy, right? Oh, not in Buffalo. Yeah. The Rex Ryan oh, turd offense. Me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give you bad uh, advice. I think you should. Not, yeah. Not in life or in fantasy football would Brent lead me astray. That's correct. So this is just this just came down the pike. This is amazing. It's just sources right now, but it looks like it's true. It's Adam Schefter. He's usually pretty. Oh, when is that guy right about everything all right. the time? Oh wait, it's Adam Schefter. He's well, you know, he's a Michigan guy, so we understand that he has credible resource and his opinion carries weight, just like everyone from the state of Michigan. You heard it here, everybody. Brent agrees. Adam Schefter knows what's up. There it is on ESPN. Breaking news: Eagles trade McCoy. Of course, oh. it can't be made official until uh, Monday. Yeah, not till next week. Well, Sean McCoy. He, I guess Chip Kelly just really doesn't like him, huh? Yes, apparently he's the best player on their team, and he's about to he's about to punt his own running game and then mortgage all those draft picks to allegedly draft Mariota. He still has Sproles. Sproles is over thirty. He's on the wrong side, right? I understand, but you know, I think he really loves Sproles. Yeah. He must. Maybe maybe he's being traded for Spiller. I don't know. Spiller, free agent. Spiller's free agent. Yeah, he's going away. That's not happening. Maybe they're going to sign Spiller. Maybe they will. Maybe he they'll be- sign. Oh, who, who does that open the door for? DeMarco Murray, oh, who would be a terrible fit in that offense because yeah, he cannot catch the ball. Probably. He's got no. hands, stumpy hands. What is wrong? Are you kidding me? He had a bunch of catches last year. Yeah, but that's not what he was known for. 
Okay, but doesn't mean that he can't do it. That he, is he, a pri- he is a predominantly Adrian Peterson style, one running back, and you line him up and you go. I don't think you know that based on, because he got injured every year, so I don't think we know what he will be. I'm just saying that he's not the type of versatile back that will that will be good in a Philadelphia system. He had a bunch of catches last year. Uh, I'll repeat that. Last year. Mm-hmm. Looking at the official number okay. here, yes. he had 57 receptions oh, wow. for 416 yards. Wow. That's, so more than I would think. That's three and a half catches per game, right? You still don't can you, you really consider him a pass catching running back, though? I do. And here's why. Because last year he caught 57 <laughs> passes. How dare you? Here's the deal. Not and a single. That's while also leading the league in rushing, by the way. Not a single touchdown for the lot, though, but he did have two fumbles on passes as well. Yeah. So you could argue. Not always the best thing to do. Passing to DeMarco Murray when he can run the ball through that offensive line. How many times? Risk he, reward, how many, Brent. How many times did he fumble? But how, that's that's his one thing is he fumbles. doesn't matter if he catches it or runs with it. He fumbles. Yeah, but at He's least, a fumbler. At least he scores when you run the ball. Well, because he ran it like 400 times. If you're at the one-yard line, are you trying to run the ball with DeMarco Murray? Or are you trying to dump the ball off to him? You're trying to run the ball up the middle. Yeah, but you're saying if you're at the one-yard line. Oh, so now what you're saying is that Seattle... Definitely should have ran at with, the end of the Super Bowl. With DeMarco Murray and that offensive with line. Marshawn Lynch. They would have been successful. You're just all wrong today. What's going on, man? I mean, I, I guess I should say, like, hey, it's a normal Tuesday. Folks, I'm going to let you know in advance. Brent no. is in an extra trolley mood today. I, am not. I don't know what's. He just found out that he's not, in fact, I'm going to being, Nebraska I'm or, or being, spring what? training. Mm, I got well, it wrong. Huh? Hold on. I, well, I can still go. You're not going to, though. I might. But you're not going to. I might because my other friend Lisa is going to be in town also. All right. Yeah. So Brent just found out that he's not, in fact, going to spring training like he thought he was. But I might be, though. But he's not going to. And to be fair, I was already extra trolley before. That that. is correct. This just made you more trolley. I'm trying to give the people out there a reason why and not just Brent is a troll. You know why? Because I'm feeling extra right today, right? You're feeling extra right today. That's right. Well, we just, as we we just said, we just found out Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson. Man, what is God, wrong with you? That's you wrong. Were so I mean. wrong. Well, that's the player I almost said, but You're I realized say Demarco he, Murray next. Did he get traded? To he the got Eagles? traded yeah. to the Eagles. We just found out that Lashawn McCoy got traded to the Buffalo Bills. What does that even mean for my fantasy team? That means your team I'm screwed. Is screwed. What am I going to keep Julius Thomas correct. for the Jacksonville Jaguars when they pluck him out of free agency? Okay, Ray. I of, of all people, I can't believe you're you're writing his you know R.I.P. career of Lashawn McCoy just because he's going to Buffalo. Who is the head coach in Buffalo now? Rex Ryan. Thank you. What does Rex Ryan like to do? Look at the defense and ignore the offense 100 percent of the time. What does he like to do on offense? Is he throwing it up a million times, or is he running the ball with the best running back in the NFL? Here's what Rex Ryan likes to do on offense. Nothing that's successful. Because his offenses are terrible. But has He, he ever, couldn't run the ball last year, and he had he, CJ2K he ever, on that team. CJ2K is old. So is JC2K, but you're pimping him out. Well, he's better than that guy. Probably. Yeah. Here's the deal. LaShawn McCoy is in the prime of his career, and he's better than CJ2K was, except for maybe that one year when he had 2,000 yards. What I would say right now, though, is as a LaShawn McCoy guy who went all in with him this last year in fantasy, he was terrible this last because year. Because Chip Kelly doesn't like him, obviously. He's willing to trade him. Chip Kelly's wild, fling-it-around offense can't use a versatile, smaller, fast-as-all-get-out guy who can catch tons of passes out of the backfield? How did, can he not utilize a player like that and want to just get rid of him? That doesn't make sense to me. You know what me. I think? When Chip Kelly's not willing to use a player of this magnitude, you know what that is? That's shady. Thank you. Wow. Literally. I was about to say... This could be three years too late, but I think I might have to say Brent was right. Chip Kelly 
not all that when it comes to the NFL. Like, he had it going, and I was proven to be on the Chip Kelly bandwagon correctly. You're actually admitting that you're wrong. I might have it's, to say right now. Yeah. We'll, we'll see results. It's Ray is wrong day, so clearly you are wrong. <laughs> results. We'll see the results of next year. I'm, I'm prepared to dip my, dip my toe in the pool, but I'm not ready mm-hmm. to jump in yet. But you said Chip Kelly was a disaster. He was not going to be good in the NFL. And mm-hmm. I said I, I give him all credit. I went all in on Chip Kelly. These front office moves don't seem to make any sense. They and, seem to make the team worse at and the now end of the he day. He gets these draft picks and he parlays it into drafting Marcus Mariota. His team's going to go in the toilet. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I've never seen such a, like, a hatchet job. You do not like Mariota, huh? Oh, I think he's going to be a bust. This is Geno Smith Jr. I'll say, be honestly, he didn't look great in that championship game. He did not. I don't think he's got the arm to play quarterback. Now, he had a good combine. He threw at the combine and looked good, but I'm still not sold. I want to see it in game action. I want to see him be able to run to the right and then fling the ball 60 yards to the left for like a 20-yard gain. That's what real strong-arm quarterbacks do. That's how you're successful in the NFL. You're coming around on the on the Chip Kelly thing. I just don't see another way around it. Now, again, they could blow up and all of a sudden, like, he's right and I'm wrong about this and win 11, 12 games and, you know, NFC Championship game, what have you. Does, this doesn't seem to be the direction to go I mean, you there, though. A lot of the though. stuff I'm, I've been saying is kind of coming to fruition. I mean, it doesn't seem like every year they start off like, you know, at least the last... Uh, they start out like eight and two, and then all of a sudden they're just tired the last month. What's the issue though when you're running one of these high octane like run around systems? Though mm-hmm. your quarterback's going to get hurt. Yeah, your quarterback's going to get hurt, and your team's going to get worn out if you because he seems like he he runs like really hard practices too. Yes, he runs them really really hard in practice to the point where players have complained of being tired in the game. I understand the thought process is to make them in better shape than the other teams. Yeah, but if they're all worn out before you yeah. get there. If you shoot a guy to get him ready to be shot in a gunfight and he's dead, he can't gunfight. You know what I'm saying? You make a fair point, Ray. I don't think I do, but uh, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, that makes absolute sense. <laughs> oh, good. Well, talk to me now about NFL free agency right now. Uh-huh. The biggest kingpin on the side, because your boy Justin Houston has been franchised by Casey. Yeah. That was correct. Correct. Correctly done so. Des Bryant, the one of the other big free agents, franchised Franchise. Steven Guskowski. Not a big, <laughs> I mean, you know, you want to have a good kicker franchised by the Patriots out there. Hmm. So there are some decent players. There are going to be some cap casualties. You could argue Darrell Rivas is going to be out there, but we'll just talk about guys that we know are going to be out there. It's obviously about Indomitian Sue right now. Where, what team do you think Indomitian Sue is the most likely to go to? You go first because I think you already know my answer. So I'll, I'll be the non-surprise at the end. Well, you're definitely going to say that he's going to go back to Detroit. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I think he could end up somewhere where they have a lot of cap money, like uh, sure. Tampa Bay. You know, take over for Warren Sapp. <laughs> I would now. What are we talking about, though? Is he just going to go for the money drop, or is he going to consider? You know, let me. I'll lay it out for you. And Dominican Sue all along has said. My agent will make this decision. I will not be involved in the decision-making okay. process. I have told my agent to take the place with the most money, and I want to expand my brand, whatever that means. He says, I want to be the next Warren Buffett. I want to have this mega, like, Indomitian Sioux brand about me, and I want to go somewhere that okay. allows me to do that. Then I understand where he's going. I can tell you with... Uh, so not Tampa. <laughs> not Tampa. Okay. He's going to expand his brand. Okay. He's going to a team that is more popular, more successful than the Detroit Lions have been historically. Okay. You could say that about a lot of franchises right now. So you, you haven't could. really narrowed it down okay. too much. Uh, he's going to a team with great history, better than 
Detroit at least. He's going to a team where he will get to play against Detroit twice a year. Where, where no, that's not true. He won't get to play him. No. Uh, he won't even get to play him necessarily once well, a year. Well, there is a rumor that he's looking at Chicago right now mm-hmm. as a big city. That's not where he's going. Though. I don't think that's where he's going no. either. Based on all the things I just told you, Ray, and Dominican Sue is going to be a member next year of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> oh like goodness. I said, a better city, more historic. <laughs> Can't even look at you right now. He's going to follow King LeBron James. In the, there's a 0% chance. I'm taking my talents to... No beach. I mean, Cleveland. Here's the deal. The team that has the no beach. It's got the Ohio River, sir, that catches fire. <laughs> Don't mind that. Can roast weenies. Um, if, if you look purely on money, the team that can offer him the biggest contract is, drum roll, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he's not taking his brand to northeastern Florida. Nah, this is not. People are like, well, no sale. No, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Ray, no income true, tax in Florida. If it's true. That his agent is doing this on his own, and Sue is having no input, then he probably will end up in Florida because, they, like you said, he's going to get more money. They have a lot of money. Tampa, I think, and Jacksonville both have a lot of money, and no sales tax or no personal income tax. Yes, I was just no saying, personal income. It tax. does have. There's definitely a sales tax down there, <laughs> but no income tax. Same is true in Texas. So you could look potentially at the Texans, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Doesn't make any Dallas sense. Cowboys, which does make a lot of sense, but I don't think they have the money to give. They don't. I mean, they have they have plenty of people that they have to pay first. Yeah, so you, you can't just look at money. ESPN, I was watching uh, yesterday. You can look just at money because he. You, if he said he's not involved, but I think he's lying. This is the whole point. You're I think- saying, and Dom, look, and Dominic Sue went to probably the best academic college. In the nation. Oh, he went to Michigan. Nebraska. Oh, that's definitely not. A, Clearly, he's a, not a liar. statement. <laughs> Every time that he was accused of stomping on somebody on the field, they would show, and he would say he didn't do it. They would show it in slow motion, and he would be proven correct. He did not stomp on anybody. He should not ever have been okay, fined. Well, that's correct. He's not a dirty player. I'll go with that 100%. So clearly, he's not a liar, and clearly his agent then is negotiating for him, and he'll go wherever. I think they it's... Pay him the way. He's going to do the Zach Granke. Well, they paid me the most. Why wouldn't I go there? Here's the deal. If you're in Dominican Sue, being a, you're in the prime of your career, potentially a Hall of Famer. I mean, if he keeps going the route he's going for another six to eight more years, that dude's in the Hall of Fame. Okay. He has a chance to make a huge right. salary contract, and he sits down at the table wanting to expand his brand, quote-unquote, and he sees it, and then he sees the Jacksonville Jaguars letterhead, and he just says, what am I doing here? He says, Get me out of here. He says, and then a rope ladder drops, and he just flies away in a helicopter. I want to go anywhere that's better than Detroit, which is anywhere in the NFL, oh. also including the CFL. Here's the deal. He wants a lot so of money. there's literally 60 teams he could go to that's not Detroit. <laughs> there's football clubs in England. He loves the <laughs> Is game. Manchester United calling him? How dare he you. He loves the game Fallout 3. <laughs> But he doesn't want to continue to live in it. Oh, so he also will not be going to play for the Redskins, is what I hear you saying. Correct. <laughs> too, it's too close. It's too similar. He wants to win and be relevant in professional football, and he wants to make a lot of money. I believe that there are a handful of places where he can do that. So to me, you cut out these bottom five teams. The Oakland Raiders have a lot of money to throw. That seems to be a, a quality fit for his personality, yeah. definitely. But this is a team that isn't going to be winning any time in the next three, four years. I can't wait for him. To, if he goes to Oakland, I can't wait. Because then Kansas City will show what a punk that dude is and how weak that division is that he's been playing in. Possibly. Yeah. 
But also, the Jacksonville Jaguars have the most money to give. They're not going to be relevant over the next three or four more years. He's, what, 28 years old right now? This is the absolute like prime of his career. This is the best he's going to be or the last two years and the next two years. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and I want to take back my last statement because I'm totally scared of Sue. He is a monster. I know that because he went to Nebraska. He's an incredible he player. Off people. He's great. I just don't want him to go to Oakland. I just want him out of our division if he goes anywhere. The team that I'm most oh, worried God. that he's going to go to, okay? And this is with money concerns and what have you and based on what he's said in the past. The team I am scared to death he goes to is the New York Giants. Interesting. A team that still has the potential to be relevant. Now, they don't need a defensive lineman, but what team in the NFL doesn't need Indomitian Sue? Okay, here's the team. What I, team wouldn't take him? Here's the team I don't want to see him go to, okay? The Denver Broncos? Yes! <laughs> It's like, how, how does Denver cover. all of a sudden have money for every free agent in the world every year? And they never seem to never seems to come back on well, them. For all the good it did them at the end of the day last year. Well, that's true. They got beat by Andrew Luck, who has one of the crappiest rosters in the entire NFL. Yeah. They threw money at Gosder Cherilis, and they traded for Trent Richardson. And yet, somehow still, we're in the AFC Championship game. You know what I call that, Ray? Sweet, sweet, sweet justice. justice. That's right. Denver trying to buy a Super Bowl. How dare you? They did. So I, I so the team I'm scared of is the New York Giants, but I'll tell you right now why he is coming back to your Detroit Lions. Okay. I think it's a 50-50 shot. I think it's 50% Lions, 50% leaves the state. The Lions have cap room. They have enough room. They can offer him the mega deal that he's looking for. And they also could offer him the long-term job that they want because they want him to be part of the Detroit brand. So as far as money goes, they might not be able to give him the most money. Somebody out there is going to offer him more money than the Lions. I mean, it's just going to happen. So if he, if he is at his word and he's only going for money and nothing else, he will not be staying in Detroit. But after that press conference, after that horrible thing that happened in Dallas, where he was weeping in tears and said, this isn't why I play football, we're not done here, and he said a lot of stuff in the moment that made me think maybe he actually cares about winning, maybe cares about his teammates a little bit. Not that he, he, every player doesn't, but he showed it more there than he's ever shown it before. So the Lions are going to offer him plenty of money. It's not going to be like DeMarco Murray, we disrespect you by offering you this contract money. They're going to offer him something legitimate. This team has a chance to actually do something over the next two or three years. They've put together a pretty freaking solid team, and it relies on him being there. And I think the conglomeration of events, the money being right, while not the most, it will be right as well as the win-now mentality and the fact that he can do it with a team that doesn't have as much history, at least in the last 20 years, means that it could do something really, really special and really make his mark on the NFL. Yeah. Well, I I think I probably agree with most of the stuff you just said, but I'm not sure because as soon as you start talking about Detroit, I fell asleep. Um, How dare you? So... <laughs> uh, Drew Rosenhaus has said that there's no there's no trade yet, but... They say that the talking trade, about LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy. They say that LaShawn McCoy is being traded for linebacker Kiko Alonso. Kiko Alonso, who's, who's coming back from an ACL injury. I yeah, believe. he was good a few years ago. Not great. Good. Yeah. Chip well, Kelly, man. I don't know, man. I don't know what he's doing. We'll see. And uh, to be fair, though, this is the time of the NFL. This is almost the most fun part of the off season, right? The barrier around we're starting to think about the draft, free agency uh, yeah. starts. This is where the new season the, the draft begins. Is the part, but yeah, I mean, officially the NFL season starts on what is it, March tenth? Mm-hmm. That's the day that all of a sudden we begin anew. It's new calendar year, day one of twenty fifteen. NFL is almost upon us. It's almost more exciting than the season if your team isn't doing anything. So, 
how are how are you going to feel if you lose Sue then? I'll be dis displeased because you you already got rid of Fairley last year. No, Fairley's a free agent as well. But Fairley's not going to command nearly the contract. Well, so. And Nick Fairley's probably the guy I see going to Jacksonville, to hmm. be fair. They're going to offer him way too much money, and he's a big fat guy with no discipline. He's going to go there, and he's going to wash out in a couple of years. Well, what I'm saying is last year you guys already had kind of – last year during the season, you guys already kind of knew that Fairley was going to be the one that was going to, you know, not get the big contract, right? Well, the big deal with Nick Fairley was he was in line to get a big contract, and we we had an option for one more season. And the new coach, Jim Caldwell, said, you're a big fat guy who's unmotivated. We are declining the option of next year to let you become a free agent, and yeah. we're going to make you play this season as if it's a contract season, which it was. And he ended up actually coming in, playing hard. He lost a bunch of weight. I thought he had one of his, if not his best season that we've ever seen him play, that unfortunately halfway through got knocked down due to a leg injury. Well, what does that mean? Yeah, when you don't get the big contract, you lose a bunch of weight, and then as soon as you get a contract, you're going to get fat again. That's what we've learned from the NFL. Guys that are going to be fat at one point are going to be fat anyway. That is 100% correct, and that's why the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think, are going to throw $14 million a year at Nick Fairley to a five-year deal worth you know $75 million or whatever, and they're going to regret it almost immediately <laughs> as he's going to eat the ultimate warrior and he's going to come to camp. <laughs> hmm. Well, I don't think Sue's going back to Detroit. I think you're wrong about that, but we'll see. Well, the key is he's got to go somewhere, and he's got to go somewhere that makes sense. He might retire, like Barry Sanders. <laughs> he might. I don't think he will. Would you like to put a bet on that? He might, he might start his own league. No, I'll put a bet that he doesn't go back to Detroit, though. I'm not ready for that yeah, because okay. I don't want. I don't you're want. Scared? No, it's mainly because you I, know you're wrong. Because it's Ray is wrong Tuesday. It's because I, if it does in fact happen, I don't want double heartbreak on it. Hmm. It's bad enough that it was to happen that we would lose him. I don't want to be losing to you on top of that. I'll already have lost. Yeah. Once you've lost, you don't need to lose again. <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm at. That's fair point. In any case, we'll be right back. We're going to talk a little bit about Walking Dead and some Better Call Saul, and we're going to do it after three seconds of Barbara Mandrell. Walking Dead and Better Call Saul are back. Mm, so good. In a big way. They were both pretty fantastic episodes right Gosh, here. they were so big. My God, look at them. Well, let's start with Better Call mm, Saul. Because, put it in us. Put it yeah, in us, Ray. Because you're, you're, you're spoiling the punchline. <laughs> as we now explore Saul as he's decided to become the elderly, the elderly lawyer. The lawyer for the elderly. Lawyer for the elderly. Specializing yeah. in elder interests or something like that. Yeah. This episode of Better Call Saul was absolutely, besides the pilot, probably my favorite one of the season so far, as it's really starting to come into its own as now Saul is getting calls from crazy people because he was on TV saving a guy, and so, it just explores him going through that world. If he's starting to specialize in the elderly and their problems, does that mean when the next Elder Scrolls game comes out that we'll have like an appearance by you know Saul's... Uh, you Saul know. is a lawyer in the Elder Scrolls right. series. Or maybe his great-great-great-great-grandfather. Was a Nord. Yeah. Is that where you're going with this? Mm -hmm. That's right. You want you want Bob Odenkirk yes. as Saul Goodman, a.k.a. Jimmy mm -hmm. McGill, yeah. to make an appearance in a fantasy role-playing game for the Xbox and PlayStation. Okay, well, now that you said it that way, it sounds amazing! I announced that he was not a werewolf by choice. And therefore was under the werewolf disease. Your honor, he should not be guilty, found guilty, of murdering that entire village. Bop. Achievement, achievement unlocked. Proper litigation. Save the, save the werewolf as Jimmy McGill. <laughs> now I want it. 
<laughs> it sounded crazy at first, and now I want it in the game. Mm-hmm. Speaking of sounding crazy, so he goes to this southern plantation-style guy in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and you already can tell something's off. It's a guy living on, what, we, what would you describe it as, a compound? It's uh, like he didn't quite have a cult there, but he was just in preparation for starting one. It sure felt like it looked like new money to me. Well, it was, it was one of these sovereign citizen debacles. Yeah. And that he wanted to secede from the United States. And he says to Jimmy McGill, is a million dollars okay? 500000 now, 500000 upon completion. Mm-hmm. Jimmy McGill says, Sounds fair. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That sounds, that sounds fair. That's yeah. reasonable. So he goes off, takes off with the money, and comes back with stacks of $100 bills Yeah, with the, his own face on them. The 10 grand stacks, you know? With his own face on the money! Yeah. I freaking love this show. I see no problem with that. I, I'm just happy it was his face and not like Ayn Rand's face. Because mm. that would have probably been very upsetting. Because <laughs> nobody needs to see that. Nobody needs to see that. Nobody needs to see that. But then the highlight of the entire episode, you'd have to say, was when he goes to the inventor's house. Would you agree with me here? I don't know if that was the highlight, but it was very funny and disturbing. Who unveils his magical invention, which is a toilet. Yeah. A toilet Not with just a any toilet. Out. Not just any toilet. Toilet. <laughs> well, it's a toilet to help kids with, with potty training, and it's supposed to be the encouraging toilet. Mm-hmm. A toilet that is happy. Tony the Toilet Buddy. Tony the Toilet Buddy, who is happy when you... When you drop your business in you the toilet. What? When he made him sign the non-disclosure, I knew it's not going to be a quality item. <laughs> <laughs> you knew immediately this is not the new segue. No. Or maybe it is the new segue. Yee. But uh, can you have some examples of those quotes right there, Brent? Or do you want me to give you my list here? Oh, I was like, uh, so he would drop blocks in there and show what would happen if the little kid, you know. Pooped in the toilet. Pooped in the toilet. Went and made the duty. Gosh, you're big. You're so big. My goodness, look at you. Fill me up, Chandler. Put it in me. <laughs> and that was for his son, Chandler. Give it to me, Chandler. I want it all. I want it all. At which, of course, Better Call Saul says, it's a little um, sexual, don't you think? Yeah. You're disgusting. Well, I'm not the one with the sex toilet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he made a good point. He goes, you know what? You could probably sell these in Japan. You could probably sell these in the Pacific <laughs> Rim. Right. There's a bunch of weirdos out there that would be... Now, here's my question for you, Brent. Would you buy that toilet? Not not to potty train with, just for you. Like if I was a rich person? How much does a toilet cost? Let we'll say that you are a rich person. Mm-hmm. This toilet costs you $500. Oh, I'd definitely buy it because real toilet's like $350 anyway. Yeah, yeah. we got to figure to add a speaker with a tiny little like chip box in there. Probably not more than 150 bucks, right? Oh, I'm thinking they're going to charge you like 800 bucks for that. Toilet. 800 bucks for that toilet? Yeah, you got to make some money off of it. Would you still buy it? Uh, probably not. I would. Mm. I don't. Well, here's the deal. I mean, is it going to say Chandler's name or is it going to say my name? Or does it does, does it, it matter? Either it one is a delight. When you sit, can it tell whose butt is sitting on the toilet and has different names? It's got real butt sensing technology. Yeah. Scientists at NASA have been working around the clock to determine whose poop is being pooped. Uh, here's the deal. I would totally buy this. I would think it's hilarious, and I would giggle and laugh with mirth each and every single time that I use it. Here's the deal. You would not be allowed to have that at your and house. And that's today. the second point is my wife, Melissa, there's 0% chance she would allow that anywhere near anywhere that she was living. So dream, dream, dream. It would be a dream. 
it would not be a reality. Was that supposed to be a song that I uh, that I recognize or? No, I just made that up on the spot. Okay, because that's the same words as an Everly Brothers song, but uh, didn't sound like. No, it at I improvised all. that whole thing. I I think oh, they ripped me off. Gotcha. After hearing this, I mm-hmm. assume. Yeah. That's how it works, right? Yep. Put it in me, Chandler. <laughs> Fill me up good. <laughs> so, what was your favorite part of the episode then? Because that was to me that was the highlight of the entire episode. Well, they're them at the hospital. There's him with the old woman and all the statuettes. There's the the Michael McKean dealing with the cops at his front door, which was pretty fantastic. I think my favorite part of the episode was when, well, one that you show him watching Matlock and like, oh yes, again, that was fantastic. Obsessing over the the kind of suit that Matlock wore, and then he shows up at the old folks' home and he has Jello <laughs> like Jello pudding cups, just the Jello cups for just old Jello people. cups. And then you get to the bottom, you see, see need a will, Jim, call McGill, Jimmy McGill's face, <laughs> a cartoon caricature of his face, uh, and then he just shows up. He's like, "How's the Jello? Have you got yeah. to the bottom yet?" Uh, yeah. Wearing the white Matlock suit because at first they cut to him watching Matlock, and I don't. I'm just thinking like, oh, okay, he's somebody's watching Matlock. Okay, I used to watch Matlock back in the day when mm-hmm. I was younger, which doesn't seem right in hindsight. Yeah, <laughs> younger people don't watch Matlock, but I did. I loved it. it and now you're case, a big fan of Diagnosis Murder, also. Finally, yeah, I finally am old enough to appreciate the Dick Van Dyke stylings of Diagnosis Murder. <laughs> gracious but then Uh, when he pauses it and starts writing out notes and then it just hits me exactly what he is doing i rolled i fell off the couch i was laughing so hard because that's fan bleeping tastic well is it interesting to you at all because one of the thought i had was like man this guy i mean okay maybe he's copying things that are successful one or two, does he just not have an original thought in his head? He has no original thought in his entire brain. If you even look at the character of Saul Goodman as we go to explore him in the Breaking Bad world, all he's doing is copying stuff that other people have done. Mm-hmm. The TV shows, the, the strip mall office, the American flags in the background. His name is Saul Goodman. Yeah. Because he's trying to sound Jewish, Brent. That's what he's going for. I and mean, he's good, man. Saul Good, man. Yeah. That was hilarious. Um... No, he has no original thought in his entire head, but he knows how to. But he's good enough at ripping people off. He can make his way. I also love the appearance of Clea Duvall. Clea like, Duvall. You yeah. were mentioning this earlier. No, I did not recognize her because I have not seen the stuff it's that she was working in. Working actresses. That's just interesting to watch. I think. Uh, and I, what was she in? Like Girl Interrupted or something. You were saying like Girl that. Interrupted yeah. earlier, yeah, uh, and a bunch of other things. But uh, I, I do. She I, played the nurse. Just I to did say. like how. Yeah, she played the or nurse. The doctor, I guess, probably nurse who kind of proved that Michael McKean is. Making it up? Crazy pants. He is obviously, and this is a thing they just they've developed a little bit and then they sort of dashed away, but that Michael McKean doesn't actually have a physical reaction to electricity. Shocker. <laughs> now, yeah. I thought he had cancer and he was trying to do some wackadoodle cure thing. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting that you're bringing it up today of all days, Ray, because you know what today is? Ray is wrong Tuesday. Oh, geez, oh, How dare you? Yeah, I really thought that he had some like disease, like a cancer or something that he that was like they told him he couldn't fight anymore because it was you know too much, so he couldn't do traditional treatment. So he was going for the wackadoodle elect- anti electricity treatment that he made up in his own head. As it turns out, Michael McKean is wackadoodle when it comes to Jimmy McGill, and every single time that he's forced to be a part of his life, he suddenly like wax out. Because the doctor, the nurse lady in the hospital, she turns on electricity where Michael McKean can't see it, and he has no reaction to it whatsoever. So she goes, Mer? 
You know what? That maybe that's one um, not one of the frequencies that uh, that bothers him. If you were to tell Michael McKean in hindsight that she had done that, that's probably the answer he would come up he with. Said, oh, certain frequencies bother me. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Although, so, didn't we get the idea like the whole time that Saul? I mean, Saul didn't believe it. Did Saul believe it? No. But he's putting all his stuff in the uh, Saul mailbox. Had, they again, they talked about it in the show. Saul enabled it. Why would you put your stuff in the mailbox if you didn't believe it? Because your wallet and stuff is because out there. Michael McKean is going to pat you down. Yeah, but you because you don't want to lie to your brother who you what? love and care about. Hide it somewhere else in the house. You don't want to leave your wallet in the mailbox. Uh, Albuquerque is a nice place, sir. Oh, it was okay. until the blue meth started, but that hasn't happened yet because this is a prequel. Mm, interesting. Spoiler alert. So, what are you excited about going forward as far as Better Call Saul goes? Because I'm curious about this angle about will he or won't he actually commit him? Because not only is it the right thing to do to get Michael McKean committed, but now he stands to make financial gain for doing so because it's going to screw over this old law firm that he already hates. So, I think that he absolutely should go that route unless Blondie Pants talks him out of it. Hmm. Well, you know, now that we've seen Blondie Pants, she doesn't have equally uh, she doesn't have equally sized uh, toenails. Saul pointed that out. Yeah, she had gross feet. Did she? I don't like feet anyway, but hers were all like nubby and just like yeah. And he even he called it out. He's just like he's got weird feet, man. And she did. She did not. She said they should all be the same size of her big toe, and she was like, that would look weird. That would look weird. Yeah. But having tiny little M and M's at the end of each of her foot stalks. It's just weird. That's also weird, ma'am. I don't know. I also just don't like feet. I guess that should enter into it somewhere. Oh, well, you know, last week we had talked about whether or not my, uh, Saul's brother, Michael McKean, Michael was, McKean. Gonna, was going to call him out on whether he had... on, And you said he absolutely was going to call him out, and he didn't really call he him didn't. out. He didn't. Yeah. He kind of ate that information, but, I mean, to be fair, he might have called him out except for the fact that, you know, he ended up in the hospital after you know the police why, tased him. But do you know why I think he didn't call him out, Ray? Why's that? Because today is Ray's Wrong Tuesday. God dang it! How do I keep falling for this? I don't know. But it feels so right. Oh, okay. For you to be wrong. God dang it. Well, let's talk about Walking Dead then. Are you ready for that? Yeah. Because Walking Dead, they've entered the new community now. Mm -hmm. They were just, the previous episode, they ended at the gates. They heard the creepy children laughing. And now that's extra creepy to me because we haven't seen a whole lot of young children in that community. We heard creepy laughing from children. We didn't necessarily say the children are creepy. Well, I, as far as I'm concerned, all children are creepy, so Interesting. separate issue. <laughs> <laughs> but they get into the community. They're given these mansion houses. Mm-hmm. Maybe not mansions, but these are nice houses. Yeah. Like super, super good. And they all choose to just live in sleeping bags in the living room because they're so broken internally. They can't even enjoy anything anymore. Well, no, they're being cautious the first couple nights they're there. I would immediately believe these people. However, I am suspicious of the boss lady when she said one statement and one statement only. You know what that statement is? What's that? I was a congressman from Ohio. Mm. (laughs) Immediately I go, not to be trusted. Interesting. Although she probably is totally to be trusted. Yeah. Because they're being just as cautious with them as they are, as Rick is with the with the new community. In fact, probably more so. They have more reason not to trust Rick and pals than than Rick and pals do to not trust them. Yeah, Rick comes in. Looking like a crazy person. He comes in like scraggly beard. He looks like a young Charles Manson. Daryl Dixon. Now, they've been there days. He still hasn't bathed. (laughs) 
It got to the point where Carol said, when you're sleeping, I'm going to spray you with a hose. I don't really you like... You smell terrible. I don't really like the direction they're taking Daryl right now. Like, Me neither. He wasn't as crazy as this when he was out in the in the woods. He's crazier now than he was before. But, you know, with the soldiers, though, in the PTSD, right? Like, sometimes they keep it together for when they need to in battle. They come home from the war, and they just don't know what to do with themselves. I almost see him. He's ready for another war to break I, I, out. I mean, I understand what they're doing. They're, they're making Daryl... Interesting. Well, they're saying... And, and they're making him contrary. Yeah, they're saying that Daryl, you know, he's a better fit in uh, in a more... In the wilderness. In wilderness society or, you know, the Old West than he is because he probably didn't fit in, you know, wherever he was before. I mean, I could see Daryl, he didn't live in the city. He probably lived out in the country somewhere and they had, you know... Or he at least lived on the outskirts of the city and, like, was the third mechanic in some, like, you know, greasy garage or something like that. That's the life I see Daryl living, where Merle runs the show right. and Daryl just sort of hangs out and drinks whiskey in his room all day. I mean, to be And fair, there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. Brent! No, apparently not. Just... Uh, <laughs> to be, to be mm. fair, you know, when they... when. When they entered the the town, he was the only one who brought a gift, which was a possum. It was a possum. Yeah. He just shot. I, that possum was adorable. I was actually mad at him. And then there he is on the front porch of this beautiful home, ripping the guts out of the possum like, yeah, dude, and eating them. Uh, he did not eat them. He ate the possum. He ate the possum. He didn't, you said he ripped the guts out and eating them. Well, excuse me. And then eating the possum. Yeah. If he ate the guts out, he would be a zombie. I'd be, you know, oh, wait, maybe... Daryl's a hidden zombie. Speaking of which. Uh-oh. Guys, the outbreak happened. Yeah. Um, now, that's a podcast. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I hope Daryl gets it together and starts to act like a little more civil to everyone. He's just being, he's being a, a D. He's being a weirdo. Yeah. I mean, fit, try, at least try to fit in. At least give the... I mean, like, seriously, at least take a shower. Change um, your clothes. You have this opportunity. Yeah, but the thing is, he before, he wasn't acting like that towards the other people. He was not. So he was doing his best to be a good teammate. Yeah. And now that they're comfortable a little bit, he's worried they're going to get soft. He doesn't want to be a good teammate with soft people. What is he, Kobe? Yeah, come on. We don't need that. It's almost like he's going to fake I an mean, injury and like, take the rest of the season off. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't understand why they're so worried about becoming soft. They still, uh, they still have people that have to go out and scavenge stuff. You're not going to be soft when you have to go out and scavenge because you're going to run into zombies. Here's the deal. I don't think they could turn soft. <laughs> Their soft is still like 95 on the number system for the sleep bed. <laughs> Right. Super freaking hard is what I'm trying to say. Well, and the other people must not, the people that go out and scavenge must not be that soft because they're alive. Well, they're not soft, but they're idiots. We could talk about that real quick because Glenn and them went out there and they had these zombies just tied up and then were shocked when the zombie got loose because it doesn't feel pain and ripped itself free from the trap. And then they're mad like, why'd you kill that zombie? He killed our friends. Yes, that's why you kill him. Yeah. He's shown he can do it. Like, oh, you're going to punish this thing that basically doesn't think at all now? This unthinking, unfeeling creature, you showed it. (laughs) Like, this is one of the dumbest plans I've ever heard. And then he starts calling out Glenn for saying, like, I don't think you're ready to go out scavenging. And Glenn just gives him a look like, B, uh, please. Yeah, uh, I think you're you're exactly wrong. I think you got that flipped. Yeah, I think you got that turned around. Yeah. That was absolutely embarrassing. Those guys had no idea what they were doing out there. And they, they kind of, didn't they feel like kind of like rich children well, of a congresswoman? The one, the one guy's congresswoman's son. Yeah. I mean, look, 
basically she's already made Rick the constable and and Michonne like his assistant. Now, what do you think about that? Because I think that honestly, I believe the congresswoman is the smartest person in the room, or at least the shrewdest person in the room, because I think she sees everything for exactly how it is. And she does think that her crew has gotten soft and doesn't make good decisions and will get everybody killed, which is why she wanted Rick's crew so badly, Mm -hmm. because they can come in, add that element of grit and toughness and actually like run things the way a survivalist person would run things as opposed to the way that a privileged few would run things, Mm -hmm. which is in the smaller environment keeps it real because there are no laws. And she kind of said, you know, oh, yeah, my son kind of needed to be knocked down a peg. Like, thank you for knocking my son flat on his butt. Yeah, (laughs) because he was getting ahead of himself. She does seem very shrewd. I will say that I the person I think was the shrewdest on this episode was Carol. Because Carol See, comes in. Yeah, you, you noticed something I didn't notice in this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I noticed that Carol came in, and you know when they have to drop off their gun, she's like, all, all of a sudden, she's, she's pretty uh, used to using her guns and putting them away. She has no problem murdering she people. She kind of acts like, yeah, and she kind of acts like the gun. Oh, it's kind of heavy. Oh, I just kind of dropped it awkwardly on the staff. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> yeah, and then when they're interviewing her, we didn't talk about the, you know, the governor or the uh, Deanna. Yeah. The congresswoman interviewing everyone on camera. That was a little creepy to me. I thought that was a really cool narrative and just like getting people's true feelings kind of away from the yeah. group. And I thought that was really a good choice, like directorial writing style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really showed off a lot of these characters who don't always get to just express themselves. Yeah. I but thought that was very cool. Anyway, when Carol did hers, we see Carol saying, oh, well, you know, uh, I love making dinner for my husband, which we know is not true. He was a dirtbag. He was an abusive yeah, he husband. Was abusive. Oh, uh, you know, I just miss him so much, making him dinner. See, I didn't think anything of that. See, when I saw that, I kind of just thought that she was trying to play herself off uh, to show off her best qualities that she thought would be most useful to the tribe. But she knows what her best qualities are. Murdering people, Yeah, <laughs> as it turns out. Yeah. Which I guess you think, and I think you're right, because once you said it, it kind of clicked in with me. So She is... She That's is cold, man. hiding out in plain sight, so if things go wrong, no one will suspect her. Like, maybe they capture, oh, we're going to capture Rick and Glenn Carol, and Michonne. Talk some Carol, sense into oh, her. Take this gun. Carol, Carol, uh, we don't need to capture her. And all of a sudden, Carol. Carol's the one blowing yeah, up the town. Exactly. Yeah, because when she remember, she took the crossbow to Terminus and just absolutely, like, wailed on everything. Yeah. Uh, craziness. But, yeah, I mean, she even said, like, oh, can I just, like, teach children or, like, make cookies? Do you need yeah. that done? And it's like, wait a minute. No, in hindsight, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's me, playing them for a sucker. Let me, let me ask you a question now, right? Going forward, okay? Going forward. Sometimes you have to think about, like, who is the character that... that that we just don't even need on the show. Who's most likely to be the next one to be like, eh, it's okay if that person dies. Well, it goes right in parcel with who I said is going to die next. Although right now, honestly, the most irrelevant character, Abraham. Yeah. He's the next. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I still think everybody hates Chris is most likely to die because he's gimpy. Although he might be getting that fixed according to the episode. Uh, but I, there's one moment during the show when they're in the house, they just turn and then Abraham's just kind of standing in the corner. Doesn't really say anything, doesn't really have any input, isn't really doing anything. Well, Eugene, too, although he may have more use now that they're I, in a town. I think in a civilized setting, Eugene has more use because he's a smarter guy. But Abraham, like, I just don't, he, they didn't offer Abraham the job of sheriff in town. She gave that to Rick and Michonne. So I'm sort of like, man, Abraham is sort of an irrelevant character right now. I kind of think we got a new cute girl on the show, uh, although, man, what was up with her husband, dude? He was kind of D-bag. Well, he's possessive. It is the zombie apocalypse. I after guess that's all. true. There's not a lot of women, you and, know. You gotta, and you don't know if you can even trust these people. They've been in 24 hours, and the guy on the porch is eating a possum and refusing to, b- to bathe. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't trust them either, based on that. 
But anyway, getting back to uh, you know who I think is most most likely to die next. I think what about what about Tara? You know, is that Abraham's girlfriend? No, that's uh oh the lesbian. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, when's the last time she even said anything on the? Sh- I mean, she basically has like one line. Like, what's the point of her being there now? It's correct. Unless they're going to give her some kind of love interest on the show. But now we got the uh, the male gay guys. So you know these. People like, oh, I guess we don't need more than two gay people on the show. Let's get rid of Tara. Uh, you know, if they say statistically 10% of the population, she should have a match in that town she should, somewhere. right? I mean, you would may- think. maybe that will happen. I hope that's what happened. You know what? Walking Dead is she's progressive. She's very lonely right now. I don't like to see that character lonely. She's a beautiful young lady. It's a progressive show, and I think you got to find a progressive answer. Could be right, though. Could be You You might be right this time, right? Could be everybody hates Chris. Although... Wait a minute. Well, we already know that can't be true because of what day it is. Yeah, you know why? Why is that? Because it's Ray is Wrong yeah, Tuesday. thank you very much for that. Thank you. In any case, we're going to be right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of New Kids on the Block. Now, before we wrap up the show, I, I did want to mention this because this is just a story hitting the news cycle right now, but Kurt Schilling... Who's a he's a lightning rod for lots and lots of opinions, you know, whether it be his baseball career or his kind of political activism afterwards or his financial issues and the video games and all of that. But I don't want to really deal with any of that right now. Let's take all that aside and just talk about Kurt Schilling, the father, who tweeted out something about I'm happy about for my daughter who got a scholarship to play softball in college. And I'm really, really proud of her. You're still completely wrong God about this story. It. You know why? If you're going to bring up a Kurt Schilling story this week, it has to be the story about what happened after the SNL 40th anniversary party. What was That's that? the good Kurt Schilling story. I don't know this story. David Cohn, former Royal, former New York Yankee. Former New York Yankee, yeah. Overhears New York Jay-Z. Met. Overhears Jay-Z, Jay-Z. Saying, asking David Wells... <laughs> <laughs> Big fat David Big Wells. Fat David Wells. The guy who threw a, what a perfect game when he was right. drunk. Yes. It's amazing. Ask David Wells about his bloody sock. Okay, that's the best <laughs> Kurt Schilling story. In any case, it's time to wrap up the show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this episode 83 of Raisin Brent. Brent. And again, I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And here's her. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but it was exciting. That's right. That was your James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, the suave Brent, and I'm Brent. In any case, thank you guys so much for listening to us. Check out our, um, you know, on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Give us a five star review. We always appreciate that. Tell your friends, man. Pass along. You know, we we have a Facebook page. Pass along the the show notes. Just tell people about it. Get us out there, man. That's we right. like to listen. Do it. Despite Ray being incorrect about every single thing on this show, do it anyway. Thankfully, it was only one day only, ever. Mm. Get it all out in one day. It's a lot of onlys for one sentence. <laughs> gracious me but yeah if you like the show you're listening to the show you can hear the sound of my voice tell people that's the best thing you can do for us is tell somebody who you know, doesn't know about us say. hey check out the show if you really want to promote the show uh if you don't like the sound of ray's voice promote it thank you that will that'll service us better thank you <laughs> in any case here's how you can reach out to us online you can find me on twitter i'm at almighty ray i'm at scoops Pope. or you can tweet the show at ray brent podcast you can go ahead and uh email the show ray brent podcast at gmail.com check us out on facebook like our page facebook.com slash ray brent podcast and what the heck check out our main website ray brent podcast.com that's where you're gonna find show notes videos pictures anything else we can really think of and lots of links and stuff so mm, be there links. do that links links you're not going to make another Matt Stafford buffet no, joke, but are I you? did. I thought some links in the free, in my refrigerator today. So, from Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks are delicious. Yeah. 
new sponsor of the Raisin Bread Podcast. Are they really? No. I wish they were. Can send we us, just get free steaks? Send us some free steaks. <laughs> hey, Omaha Steaks, give us some free steaks. We love you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And we got a lot of people we want to thank this week. We got to thank, of course, Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The train wrecks. Got to thank the train wrecks. We got to thank our buddy. Jordan Monsell. Monsell me some art. Monsell him some art, ladies and gentlemen. You can go to Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. Check that out. Buy some art. Buy some steampunk silhouette art. Darth Vader with an old-timey hat, I'm sure, exists in some way. Got to do it all. We also got to thank our pal David Knoll for producing the show. Dino! Nobody calls him Dino! Except I do, so that's... Incorrect again, Ray. I call him Dino, therefore it can't be that nobody calls him Dino. You know what? I'll be happy when today is over. Yeah, me too. You know the best part about that? It is over. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. I only like things that are good, Brent. Yes. (laughs) Are you ready? Okay, now I'm ready. So The Walking Dead uh, and uh, Better Call... Test co- one, test one, two. You- All right. Why would we be testing? We've already recorded like two segments. Just to make sure it's still working. Nothing's changed. It's okay. still All working. All right. Jeez. All right. What? <laughs> Check one, two. God dang it. Are you done checking? Test, test. Are you ready? Yes. Uh... <laughs> Testies, testies, testies. You really, I mean, you're going to go Beavis and Butthead. That's right. I somehow knew yeah, you were going to yeah. go Beavis and Butthead. Did you? Yes. I don't think you did. You know why? Because Ray is wrong Tuesday. <laughs> test, test.